In a world of inequality and unethical practices as it relates to resources for minority businesses and entrepreneurs, Rob Thomas is known as a fighter on behalf of the BIPOC population of Western North Carolina. Responsible leadership. Let's talk about it. When you look at governmental policies and the racism and discrimination that is still so pervasive throughout uh, our nation, like uh, it's literally everywhere, everywhere you go, you go to school, you're going to see it. Criminal justice system, you're going to see it. Housing and, and buying a house, you're going to see it. Economic mobility, jobs, business ownership, you're going to see it. Public health, hospitals, you're going to see it everywhere. Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 19, with our special guest, Rob Thomas. He's a community liaison for Racial Justice Coalition. Rob is a young African-American male, Asheville native, and community activist. As a racial justice advocate, Rob has facilitated and been a keynote speaker in over four dozen community-related events. He's also the recipient of CoThink's 2020 Community Leader Award, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Association of Asheville and Buncombe County's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 2021 Service Award, the Peacemaker of 2020 in Western North Carolina Award, and also the uh, and Fayetteville's PACT or PACS Certificate of Appreciation. As a public speaker, team collaborator, and systems change advisor, his achievements are directly related to empowerment strategizing and support that redirects the power back to communities of color. Welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me, Jason. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. So besides what I have said about, you know, your accomplishments and your awards, um, who are you and what do you do? Who am I? Uh, my identity, I would say, is a black man in America. Um, what do I do? I am the strategic coordinator of the Racial Justice Coalition, among uh, many other things. You know, I also look at myself as, as a father, as a brother, as a teacher, as a student. Um, and, you know, the list goes on and on. I take all my roles very seriously. Uh, do my best to fight with marginalized people um, to, so that they can receive justice and, and have a voice and, and empowerment. How do you do that? Um, I do it in many different ways. It's a multifaceted approach. Uh, whenever I first got in this work, um, one of the things that stuck out for me is that people of color don't really have a voice when it comes to the political arena. And that is super important because that is where the resources are controlled and policies and regulations are controlled there as well. So uh, basically, I, I could say to, to, to wrap it up in Two words, what I do is, is focus on systems change. And um, that looks like identifying where uh, racism comes into play and then trying to implement strategies to weed it out and fight against it. So what does the success of your job looks like? Like, you know, the, the liaison for racial justice, like what does the success of that looks like? Um, success for me uh, looks like changing one person's life and you've changed a world. So anything that I do, if it positively affects one person, 
I feel like I am successful. Also, I know that I can't measure that. Um, a lot of things we do have ripple effects that we will never know of. So a lot of it I have to trust and believe that that later on down the line, the ripple effects will cause much more massive impacts than what uh, is, is currently visible. Hmm. Okay. So um, as it relates to racial racial equity and racial justice, where do you see that most prevalent? Um, you know, is it in the community? Is it in the workplace? You know, where do you see uh, the, the inequalities of, of racial justice more prevalent? I can't say I see it any more prevalent anywhere, any, in any one spot. It's literally everywhere. It's kind of like we're in a lake of it. If I'm in the workplace and I am microaggressed or somebody asks me, uh, you know, I, how do you get your hair like that? Or, or you speak very articulate or, you know, things that, 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 uh, that truly make it feel as if you look at me as I'm better than other black people. That, that is an injustice. And then if you go on a bigger level, when you look at governmental policies and the racism and discrimination that is still so pervasive throughout uh, our nation, like I, it's literally everywhere, everywhere you go. You go to school, you're going to see it. Criminal justice system, you're going to see it. Housing and, and buying a house, you're going to see it. Economic mobility, jobs, business ownership, you're going to see it. Public health, hospitals, you're going to see it everywhere. How is uh, or what part does inequality and racial injustice play a part in, you know, recidivism? It plays a large role because it doesn't give individuals the opportunity to create a better life because they have so many stigmas attached to them. Uh, I'll give you a story, for example, in 2008, I was released from prison on a five-year sentence. I did uh, five years for armed robbery with a dangerous weapon at the age of 16. I was released at 21. I get out for a year. I probably put in over 300 job applications. The only place that gave me an interview was McDonald's on uh, Brevard Road here in Asheville. And they had interviewed me and, and told me to come back uh, the next day that I could go ahead and start working, gave me a uniform and everything. And whenever I showed up with the uniform on, they said, well, sir, we're sorry to inform you, but uh, we're not going to be able to employ you because your criminal record. Of course, I got angry. I'm like, we already talked about all this. You all said it was OK. And in my mind, I'm thinking if I can't get a job at McDonald's, I can't get a job anywhere. So you already know what I did. I ended up back in prison at the age of 25 for six more years for selling drugs at what I look like trying to survive. Uh, ever since... Uh, you know, slavery was implemented in the U.S. and, and before that, um, you can and you come all the way up to the present day and time. You can see how we've been uh, excluded from participating in so many things that that truly you have to have to build a community, such as uh, business ownership, home ownership, and accrual of the resources that that you need to sustain life. I look at people as gardens, and in gardens you need the right environment, you need the right nutrients, it needs sunlight. It needs the proper temperature, humidity, all these things. People are the same. So if you've got races of people who have been excluded from this, why? how can, how can you justify looking at them as strange fruit because the fruit that they're bearing in their garden isn't as good as the ones that, that, that had that, the access to the resources? 
Yes, sir. Absolutely agree. So with that being said, what is the role of leadership in making a change in this whole systemic uh, situation? I, I can say it's many different roles. Uh, I speak to the, specifically to the role that, that I play. Um, for me, the definition of the word leadership or leader, a leader is somebody who can facilitate a space where great ideas can be produced and implemented. A leader is not an individual that always has the right answer. He, it, it, a leader is not somebody who, uh, who you know, just, just does everything by themselves. It takes a community. It takes a village. So a true leader builds community. A true leader organizes with people. And a true leader looks at himself as equal. If anything, he looks at himself as a servant to the individual that, to the individuals who uh, look at him as being in a leadership position. Mm. Okay. Yes, sir. Excellent. Excellent. So um, for those that are listening, uh, who are looking to get into leadership positions, who see issues that are happening and are not in a position of authority uh, to do anything, you know, what, what are three leadership tips that you would give or that you have for them? Ah, three leadership tips. Um, the first is don't take anything personal. You know, no matter what part of the leadership you coming in, there's going to be trial and tribulation and always try to keep a positive disposition, even when things are going negatively. You know, we, we, uh, we as human beings have the innate power to produce from our thoughts. And so if you are thinking negatively and not in a positive mindset, uh, you will produce negativity. So that, that's the top is first controlling your own thoughts and, uh, and, 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 and always keeping that in moderation. Um, second is find individuals that complement your weaknesses. There's nobody on this planet that, that is strong in every area. So you're gonna need a team. Like me, I wouldn't have been able to do anything that, that I have been able to accomplish on my own. And I would be wrong to say like I accomplished it. Uh, we, you know, the individuals that I've worked with, the volunteers, the, uh, the people, the friends, the the community. You know, I was lucky to be accepted into a community that welcomed me in and, and we work together and we have our different pieces and we have our different strengths. And without them, I, I am truly nothing. And the third thing would be is self-care. Make space for yourself. Again, this goes back to your thoughts. If, if you're always caught up in the work, burnout is going to happen. I just went through it a, a few months ago. I was the guy that was like, oh, I can never burn out. I've got so much energy. I'm good. And it <laughs> to me. So, so those are my three tips. Yes, sir. Okay. Very good. So don't take things personal. Find individuals that complement your weaknesses and self-care. Yeah, yes, those sir. are excellent tips, man. Those are excellent tips. Uh, do you have any closing comments or even contact information? How can people get involved with what, what you're doing? Yeah, so it's, it's a, a few different ways. One, you can go to rjcavl.org, and it's got a lot of information on there. It's also got a donate button. Um, you know, we are a under-resourced organization, as, as most uh, organizations of color are. So we, we always can use funding. Um, also, we have an Every Black Voice uh, campaign, and, and the website for it is everyblackvoice.org. And that's got information on how to get involved and how to stay informed. And that's that's dealing with the reparations process and um, trying to get community involvement at an all time high 
and hopefully with the end goal of community controlling the process and, and not controlled by elected officials that rotate in and out and, and, and in the political arena. Um, so those are the two biggest ways. Another is volunteering with my organization. Again, you go to rjcavl.org and you click on the get involved link and um, you know you can sign up to be involved in many and we have multiple teams all the way from communications down to uh, you know our government accountability hub where community members rotate to to go into uh, committees and take notes and we information share and we use it to influence change. Um, also, because my work is so broad, if, if you're an anti-racist, guess what? You're in the work with me. <laughs> okay, very good, very good, very good. Well, hey, Rob Thomas, listen, uh, thank you so much for being a guest uh, on the Leadership Is podcast. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that you know that this door is always open for you to uh, be a guest on this broadcast. And, um, you know, just keep pushing forward, man. And thank you for all you do. Yeah, thank you for all you do as well. And I, I appreciate you providing me this platform to talk about these uh, topics. And, you know, I'm, I want to congratulate you on your successes and, and the accomplishments that, that you have obtained over the past couple of years that I've known you, Jason. I really appreciate yes, you being part of our community. Thank you very much, brother Rob. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcomes and are they the outcomes you're looking for? Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com. Again, www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation to assess if we can address your leadership development needs. Oh, and by the way, always remember that leadership is influence and service. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with my special guest, Rob Thomas, a community liaison for Racial Justice Coalition. And he gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one is don't take things personal. And that's a huge one for anyone that's in leadership because you can, you know, when you're making a decision as a leader or when you're uh, imparting your vision as a leader, you know, you're going to have some people that like it. You're going to have some people that don't. You can't always satisfy everyone every time, all the time. And so you're going to have some people dissatisfied with your decision. Just don't take that personal, right? Just don't take that personal. There's an old thing that I learned in uh, life coaching is called Q-tip, simply meaning quit taking it personal. Number two, he says, find individuals who complement your weaknesses. Find individuals that complement your weaknesses. What does this mean? This means that, you know, you have your strength areas, but then you also have your weak areas. But as a visionary leader, you put people who are strong in the areas that you're weak so that the balance is still there, you're still lock in step with your mission, core values, mission, uh, vision statements, you know, mission statements, um, and you're keeping the KPIs of your company still going, right? So again, find someone that complements your weaknesses. And then number three, which is also huge, self-care. Take care of yourself. 
take care of yourself. So many of us are so busy on our day-to-day routines, right, that we forget to take care of ourselves. (laughs) And so that's very important. Um, I remember having a guest on the show, and the way that she put it was, uh, you, you know, you can't pour into someone else if your glass is empty. You cannot pour into someone else if your glass is empty. So again, self-care, which is very important. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your company with identifying and developing your leadership bench. So if you would like to uh, schedule a half-hour conversation, just you know, send us an email, info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com, or give us a call, 828-333-7234. And we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please subscribe and give us a good review for this podcast on many podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and more under the name Jason A. Muhammad slash Leadership Is. You can also follow us on social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.